Well, hello, everyone. Hello. Hello there. Hello there. I can't. <laughs> it's Sunday morning. Hello there. Is that is that pretty good? It's my Obi-Wan. Hello there. I think he's a little higher voice than me. So um, anyway, welcome to Treks and Sci-Fi. This is Rico. And this is show 898. 898. Two more to 900. What? Yeah. Um, it is March 19th, 2023. How is everyone? Hope everybody's well. I'm doing pretty well and looking forward to doing a show today for you guys. Yeah. And it's going to be musical. We're going to play uh, just just some kind of movie music, some movie like theme music, stuff that I like that gets me kind of uh, pumped up. Of course, in the genre type of sci-fi and fantasy and things. But um, yeah, I've uh, always loved uh, soundtracks and movie music. We usually have Vartok covering a lot of music on us. Actually, we have a Vartok clip for you later um, where he does some music from uh, the show, the Bo- Book of Boba Fett, Boba Show, Boba's Show. So that's going to be coming up, but I'm going to also play some music for you as well with um, things from uh, different uh, movies and soundtracks and stuff that I've enjoyed over the years. That will be the main topic. I'll talk about some other things, talk about the latest Picard stuff um, and ju- just what's happening. And I also saw the movie Shazam, Fury of the Gods. So yeah, I saw it. I liked it. So that's coming up here on Treks in Sci-Fi. I'm Captain Kirk. Ladies and gentlemen, may I present the winners of the 74th Annual Hunger Games. We are the Man in Black. I'm the doctor, by the way. What's your name? Rose. Nice to meet you, Rose. Run for your life. My name is Optimus Prime. I am the Futus of War. Resistance is futile. Yes, a Jedi's strength flows from the Force. But beware of the dark side. folks again welcome to the podcast again uh, thanks for joining me thanks for downloading if you would like to support treks and sci-fi you can do that over at patreon.com forward slash treks and sci-fi and thanks to everyone that does that we're going to be looking at doing a group um, recording show sometime in april probably around mid-april i think give or take Um, i'm going to do probably do some kind of special vidcast for show 900 i think but uh, the upcoming schedule, just while I'm thinking about it right now, next week, I've got some things going on next weekend. It's going to be really busy. So I'm going to do actually a, a completely skip, no repeat, no guest, and no, no, new, new show next weekend. So in two weeks, which will be, what is it, the 19th? So that'll be actually April. We'll be into, gosh, it'll be April 2nd. 
Uh, that'll be show 899. Uh, not sure what that one will be yet. I haven't really decided. And then I'll be back the following week. We'll do a big, we'll do some kind of vidcast for show 900. Um, but uh, yeah, that'll be the next couple of weeks. And then maybe like 901 or so, we'll do uh, a Patreon chat. Uh, I'm, I was kind of shooting to do that after Picard ends. So keep that in mind. I think we've got five still weeks left on that. So it'll probably be more towards mid, of, mid or end of April. Probably won't be. Uh, yeah, it'll be after Picard. I think that's the plan. So... So there you go. There's what's coming up on the show. How uh, I already ask everybody, how is everyone? It's, it does, it's silly. Why am I asking? It's not like I can hear you, but I, I, I basically, I, it's just a Midwestern courtesy of how you doing, you know? So the um, let's talk about what I've been watching, what, what's been going on. I, I just mentioned um, before the opening, my opening credits thing, I saw the latest Shazam movie. Now, I really like the last one. I, I thought it was good. I think Zachary Levi is a pretty good choice for playing um, playing the character. Cap, what, what's known actually, he's known as Captain Marvel. And uh, or, or, but the, the, it's funny in the in the movie. I'm not giving uh, this will be spoiler free, but there's a big thing about what is his what is his like superhero name in the movie. So that's kind of a running gag or running th- theme in the movie. But yeah, I really like the first one. I, I think this one. This one is is uh, I think is fun. I think it's 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 maybe it, there's a little less of the uh, you know some of the some of the kid stuff that we saw. I don't mean kid stuff, but if you saw the first one, I think you get a little less Billy Batson in this one than you do you know the the superhero character. There's a little more action and things going on here, but I still think it's good. I mean, I I've seen people online who kind of really dissing it. I get a little annoyed. I wish there was a, you know how you have to have, or not have to have, but you know how you can do like these verified accounts on, on things like Instagram and Twitter. Twitter is a big deal right now, right? Or isn't it charging now for verified accounts? But I almost wish when, when people comment about a movie online or a TV show or a book or anything, I almost wish you had to verify that you've actually seen it. I mean, I get you can have impressions on things before you see them, but most people don't. A lot of times when they write stuff online, they don't really make that clear. You know, oh, they'll say something quick like, oh, that movie stinks or sucks. or Well, did you see it? And I've and I've done this a couple of times with, with different posts and people when – you know, I'll even say that. Well, did you actually see it? No, I'm like, no, I, I, I know it's going to be bad. And, uh, and yeah, we all have to decide for ourselves. I mean, these movies cost a lot. I'll give you, I think I said this when I saw the Ant-Man movie, the last one, but it still is pretty expensive to go to these movies out. And I even bought, you know, some popcorn and a drink and I mean, 25 bucks later or something between the ticket and, the, and all that. You know, and yeah, I mean, it was a little bit of a treat myself kind of a situation. You know, I, I, I work hard. I, I, you know, I have a job and all that. So it's like this funny video I saw online recently. I don't know if I mentioned this in the podcast. It was the, if anyone out there plays video games, especially like MMOs, there's always been this a little bit of a back and forth on, you know, being able to buy items for the game versus working quests and things in the game at, and, and and getting it that way. And the purists out there, you know, they'll you'll hear people say, well, I worked hard for my, you know, this, you know, cloak or this armor or something in the game. And you just went on there 
online thing and bought it. Now, most of the time in a lot of these games, this stuff is not, it's just cosmetic. It doesn't really change your abilities in the game. They don't, they understand that that would probably create a pretty big controversy, but it, it tends to be the, I was talking to my younger son, Eric, about this a little while ago. It tends to be some of the coolest looking stuff. But the point of this funny video that I saw was simply this, was that it's called like Viva La Dirt League. They do a whole bunch of videos. They're on YouTube and on Facebook. But the there was this girl who had worked, you know, a woman in, in the game and worked hard to get this special armor. This guy pops out of the game. They do a little videos. And, and then he comes back with the cool armor. And she's like, oh, you just bought that. I think that's kind of cheap. And he says, well, let me. And he kind of explains to her. He said, see. You think I didn't work for this, but actually I did. You see, I did this thing called I got a job and, and I work my butt off for, you know, for uh, all week long to earn what's called some extra disposable income. And that allowed me this tiny little perk inside the game. I don't know why I'm going off on this tangent. I really don't. But um, but essentially the point is, is that it isn't like it isn't like you didn't work if you buy something like a movie ticket or or an in-game item. I mean, unless you're a thief or unless you're a criminal and you stole the money, you worked for the money, right? Now, my my contention has always been, and again, I'm going down a bit of a rabbit hole, but bear with me. Bear with me. My contention has always been when you, some of these games, and I love playing World of Warcraft. I still do. I'm probably going to do some later today. And I don't mind slogging through quests and getting items, but it's time versus reward or whatever. Like, let's say an item costs $10 on the little store, but you would have to spend like hours and hours and days to to quest the item in in the game i mean i don't know about your time but my time's a little more valuable than that right like now it's a balance of how long does it take you to get that item now a lot of the places are you know you a lot of the items are they're not always available both in questing and in the store. Sometimes there's a little bit of only store items and stuff and and things only pretty, you know, some other items that you might only be able to get by questing. All right. But that was all about the movie. So let's go back to Shazam. I, I liked it. Um, yeah, I thought it was fun. It's it's pretty lighthearted. I mean, there's some serious things happening and stuff, but it I, I enjoyed it. It's, it's moves pretty quick. It's only like two hours long. So... Uh, maybe a little more. There's, by the way, there's two different little end credit sequences. And for those that sort of follow this stuff, and I see I'm already 10 minutes into this show, so I got to whip this faster here. Um, the the DC universe, the DC movie universe is going through a big uproar and change, right? They're going to recast all these heroes like Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, I guess, too, um, and, and whether the Shazam character will continue on, there's a little, I, I don't think this is too much of a spoiler, but one of the little post credit sequences gives you the idea they may be using him still in something. I'll, I'll just put it that way. So he may not be gone. The Zachary Levi version of, of the Shazam-type character, so Captain Marvel. But, um, and, and if you, anyone who's watched that, uh, Saturday morning live action show um, way back in the day, uh, the guy, the actor, and I don't know, remember what his name is, but who played Billy Batson in that show and traveled around helping people. 
uh, gosh, remember those days of Saturday morning, both cartoons and, and those live action shows like that? Um, remember that Land of the Lost and, and those things? Anyway, uh, he has a little cameo in this in this movie. I don't know if he had a cameo in the first one. I don't think so, but I'm not sure. So, um, but yeah, I liked it. I mean, if you enjoyed the first one, you'll probably enjoy this one. I'll put it that way. So let us move quickly. I'll talk a little bit about Picard. I'm not going to give anything away, try to keep it spoiler free. But yeah, it's really, really good. I mean, I think the, uh, I know I had trepidations and a little concerns in the after the first couple of episodes, but I think they're definitely doing new things. I was a little afraid they, a lot of what we were seeing is it was kind of tropey and things we've seen Trek and other shows do before, but I think they're kind of doing their own thing now. So I, I I'm really on board. See, the fourth episode really got me going. I mean, I love that. And the fifth episode just as well. Uh, I don't want to spoil anything, although it's frankly all over the internet. Uh, there's there's kind of a big thing that happens in the fifth episode. Uh, so I, I'm kind of surprised by the official site like Paramount, you know, Star Trek on Paramount Plus has a, has a Facebook, like, I don't even know if it was the day the episode aired, maybe the next day. But man, they were already revealing kind of the big thing that happened a bit pretty quickly. And this is this is one of these, I think, another one of these examples in times for me, at least. And maybe some people this doesn't really bother. Maybe they don't run across these things like I do. Uh, but it would really, I think, uh, it's kind of like, and this is a couple of seasons, a couple of years back now. So I don't feel like this is a spoiler anymore, but it's kind of like when Mark Hamill slash Luke Skywalker showed up on on The Mandalorian because it's set around five or so years past Return of the Jedi. And and I remember I could still remember sitting down watching that episode. It was the finale of was it the finale of season two, I think. Was that it? But anyway, the point is. I mean, I had no idea they were going to have Luke, you know, sort of a de-aged Mark Hamill show up as Luke Skywalker. And now, of course, as everyone's heard this, and if you haven't seen the show, it just loses a lot of its impact. I think it would probably. I was so, I mean, there's videos online on YouTube of people reacting to that. So it, it's just, this is why I like to continue both with comics, uh, movies, TV shows, I if it's something I really want to see, I I, I I want to see it as it's being put out there because it's very hard. I feel like some of that stuff wouldn't be as, as impactful if you see it later on. It, it's kind of why I always say, and boy, I'm really going down rabbit holes and tangents today, but I hopefully you can see my point. It's kind of why when people, like, I think when you, uh, Star Trek's a good example, you know, I grew up on reruns of the original series. So that 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 is burned into my brain and will always probably always, always be my favorite Trek show. Those characters, those episodes, those stories. Um, now, if you started Trek with TNG, that totally makes sense to me that that's your baby. That's your thing. And I love TNG, too. I mean, I was pretty young when I was watching that. So, I mean, I, I think that both of those shows. I mean, I've I've enjoyed all the Trek shows, even even Discovery to a degree. Uh, but the thing about it, you know, everybody says nostalgia makes things look different, and I'm like, well, of course they do, because those it's like your first love, your first you know first time you had a great hamburger. I don't know what I'm saying. Who knows what Rico's saying? What am I saying? But you guys understand what I mean, right? So, um, 
let's bring it back to Picard. I don't know. I got down that little pole, but but it's the um, it's how people get so invested in these characters and that. So uh, episode five. Oh, I, I got down that hole with the surprises when they bring in, you know, when something happens, brings something into these episodes that, wow, I can't believe they did that, you end up saying. And again, if you hear about it from others, you read about it, and then you finally watch the episode or watch the movie, I don't think it's going to, it's not going to hit you. And then you have these people who will say, well, I don't think that was such a big thing. Of course, you knew about it ahead of time. It was a big thing when it happened. You know, it's kind of like, I mean, this is a sad thing kind of to say, but it's like people who were around and experienced what happened with 9-11 or any other big um, event in history. Uh, If you just read about it in a textbook and you weren't alive then or, you know, whatever, it it won't mean the same thing to you. So there's my philosophy for today. And we're 15 minutes in. But anyway, Picard has been great. Um, Watching my usual shows, I've rattled them off before. I don't think I don't think the only thing I started I think the only thing that, that's back it's not really sci-fi but I love it it's a, it's a favorite show of mine is Ted Lasso's back which is fantastic I everyone needs more Ted Lasso in their lives so uh, there's a line in the first episode of this season three where one of the characters is saying let Ted be Ted you, you know and basically let him do what he does best and that that's kind of I think that's a good philosophy and, and truth for everybody you know let people People do what they do best. So hopefully I podcast pretty well. I don't know if it's my best thing, but no. <laughs> All right. I'm just chuckling at myself now. I'm making myself laugh, which is not a bad thing. All right. Let us switch gears. Let me take a quick break. I'm going to come back and just sort of at random play some music for you guys of things that I enjoy. Uh, I don't think a lot of these as a, as a pre prelude to this. I'm not sure if I'm going to play like the whole uh sequences uh or or musical pieces depending on how long they are i don't know if i necessarily want to play like you know a four minute piece or something i might i might probably keep keep it to a couple of minutes of each thing that i want to play but well we'll we'll see how it goes i'll probably decide individually as as each of them go but you'll get the idea and it'll just be a kind of a cross-section of favorites of mine uh from movies stick to movies pretty much uh, from, uh, you know, all through the years. So I'll be right back. I'm Jen. And I'm Angela from the Anomaly Podcast. And you're listening to Treks and Sci-Fi. All right, so music, music from movies, uh, and I didn't even really look back this week, but maybe I've done this before or something like this before. I, I know I, <clears throat> excuse me, I know I've done a few music shows over the years. I know I've, not that long back, I played some theme music from TV shows. I did a show about that. I think some of the, I think this has been sort of in my head recently, uh, it's, um, I think it's one of those things that that is music's in audio things, your things that impact your senses, your eyes. Even though visually we're we're very visual people, I think in general, but other senses sometimes have more of um, I don't know, kind of an emotional thing, like a smell, even 
or taste or 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 sounds i think sometimes it, it sort of takes you back to when you first heard these things uh when you first experienced these movies and, and it, it it's a it usually makes you feel good typically you know right and it's i think we all need a little bit of uh, a little bit of that in our lives like i have um I think I've talked about this before. I have this little uh, Amazon Echo thing. There's an Echo car uh, thing that I bought years back that interfaces with my car and my phone. And basically, I can I can say, you know, that it starts with an A word. I don't want to say it because there's one near me, you know, uh, listening. But and I can tell her, tell her just in my car, I can just almost like the good old Star Trek computer, like blah, 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 you know, give her her name and then say, play such and such. So I'll find myself like, oh, if it's been a long day at work or, or whatever, and it'll pick me up. And I listen to audiobooks in the car a lot. So a lot of, most of the time I'm doing that, but sometimes I want to just play some music and I will hit on these themes that I'm going to be playing for you. Some of these that I play pretty regular. And I'm probably just going to start off with or I am starting off with the one probably that I play the most, just because I I love this music so much. Uh, the movie was fantastic. It, it, it's 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 in my easy and my top ten films. Uh, it, it it's 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 probably if somebody you know said, hey, quickly, what is your what is your favorite superhero movie? This this would be the one, and it, it it's just um, it's iconic. The music is fantastic by John Williams, and and it just um, makes me happy to listen to. So listen to this, and I'll be back in a, in a few moments. I probably this is about a four and a half minute piece. I'll probably play probably just a couple minutes of it for you. So here we go.
All right, there we go. The obviously the the theme, the main theme from Superman, the movie uh, by John Williams, just just so perfect. I, I just can't imagine. You know, uh, it, it's just it's just perfect. I mean, it it just gets me so happy. It, it's such a good movie. It, that's Superman to me. Uh, I know I've said before the the more recent versions of of Superman, Man of Steel, and others, they're kind of dark. And and I know people use that term. And, and let me let me quickly explain. But Superman is 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 he's a good guy, and, and he needs to sort of show that to the world and and uh, and others and inspire. And I'm kind of uh, you know. James Gunn now taking over the the DC universe, and I was saying this during the talking about the Shazam movie, but you know he's supposed to be he just he just said he's going to direct this this new Superman movie that he's doing that's two years out, I think twenty twenty five they're shooting for. A lot's going to depend on the story, the script, and and the casting, but I hope we can get back to this kind of a version of Superman a bit, uh, and I, I get. A lot of these things tend to be a reflection of the the times, and I can understand that. Uh, but but it's it's like I don't know how to say it. I mean, I think you guys, I don't even not. I probably don't need to explain it any further. But I think we need to to make it a little bit more inspirational and lighthearted, and you know, to a point. And, and just, you know, hey, you know, like even in this, I'm watching, I was, the music that I just played for you, there was a, it's by HD Films Tributes on YouTube. Um, they had put together like little clips from the first movie and, and to this music. And it's just like Superman's getting the cat out of the tree. You know, he saves Lois. It's just such classic scenes. And I, and I think we need, you know, need some, some of that a little bit more. But uh, yeah, I love the music. It's just uh, I play it a, a few times each week, probably. Uh, but uh, all right, let us play another theme. Now, this one, the next one that I'm going to play for you, also a big favorite of mine. I love the movies. Uh, also, probably in the, my top 10 films, uh, they're doing another one, number five, that we're going to get this June. And uh, yeah, I, I, I love this. The, and also John Williams music. There's probably going to be a lot of John Williams music in this show. Uh, a couple others as well, but um, but yeah, it is. Uh, it's really good, and it just fits so well to the character and to the movie. So yes, it's Raiders of the Lost Ark, uh, the Indiana Jones main theme by John Williams, and this one's like two and a half minutes. So I'll probably just play this whole piece. So here we go.
Yeah. So the um, yeah the Raiders march. Uh, the the main theme from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Just just again fantastic. John Williams. It's so I, I it's just iconic. It's adventurous. It's exciting. I love the character, of course. I've cosplayed, you know, as Indy, and it just it's it's one of my favorites by far. I'm I'm super excited to see the new movie. I, I'm you know everyone everyone's like oh I hope it's good, and it's going to be kind of as good a little bit you know. I think movies are just in the eye of the beholder. I mean, I Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. I you know was just I, there's a lot of it I liked. I liked about ninety ninety some percent or more of it. I just had a little trouble with the ending and uh but it was great to see Indy again in that movie even and uh I'm looking forward to this one. This one looks like their uh Dial of Destiny is it, it, from the trailer. We haven't seen a whole lot yet, but it looks like it's pretty ambitious and they're trying, you know, trying something pretty out there a little bit. I mean, at least the little tidbits and stuff that you can sort of piece together and figure out. Um yeah, I'm excited. I mean, we're going to see a little bit of where, you know, whether it's just a flashback or how it's being done or whatever with a younger, you know, indie again. Uh, yeah. So everybody's always also talking, you know, with Harrison Ford, you know, not not young anymore, but, oh, we need a new, you know, actor. And uh, sometimes I fall on either side of this, you know, like I, I would love to see more Adventures of Indy when he's younger. But I but again, Harrison Ford, I mean, that's his character, basically. I mean, everyone's like, well, they've recast Bond. And I'm like, uh, I, I, I don't know. There's something different. And, and, and you know, recast, We, you know, the Superman theme I just played, you know, they've recast Superman. He's been played by a bunch of guys, right? So, I mean, even though I really did, you know, and I'm still a little bit sad about Henry Cavill because I, I feel like Henry, I think, I think he could have been amazing if I think the movies and the scripts were a little different. I think he was held back in a way by those. I, I, I really wanted to see him do a movie where he was a little bit more like I wanted to see Superman be. Uh, but I guess that's not going to happen now. So uh, anyway, um, so we've done only two things so far and let's, we've got to play this one. This one's, this one's an obvious one for me to play. Uh, Jerry Goldsmith, uh, a, a theme that was first in the in the movie in 1979, right? Uh, but then later adopted by Star Trek: The Next Generation. Of course, this time, of course, I'm talking about the. This is technically the Star Trek: The Motion Picture main theme by Jerry Goldsmith, but I was when TNG first started. Here's a quick side side point. I had a little like. It was a little weird to me because of someone who who saw this movie a bunch, and I know how people have different views of the first Star Trek movie, but again, without that, I, a lot of things would be different for Trek. I, I have no doubt of it. So it set the stage for a lot of things, and I still think it's a really good movie. I really do, actually. I think it's a very Star Trek movie. Um, but the music, what I was trying to get at is that when I when I watched TNG when it first came out and they were you they they had so TNG started in eighty seven right uh, and so it wasn't quite ten years past the motion picture but we had we had had <coughs> excuse me we'd had um, we were up to what um, Star Trek 
five by that point. Yeah, because Star Trek six was in ninety. Star Trek five. No, Star Trek five was in eighty nine. So we had up to Star Trek four. I think was around the same year as TNG started. Right, something like that. Maybe a year before. Um, but my point, and we'd had other Star Trek music in the in the movies. But when they used the the theme from the original motion picture in TNG, I kind of felt like, huh. That's a surprise. I'm surprised that, you know, I was kind of surprised they didn't come up with their own music. But then now years and years have gone by and it's been, I still probably for me, when I hear the music, I think about it more in terms of the motion picture and seeing, you know, the Enterprise again on screen, the new refit Enterprise, uh, probably associate with this music more with that movie than I do with TNG amazingly even though tng had lots of episodes right uh, a, a lot more than one one movie but it's again where you start and you first hear it and 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 what that does in your in your brain and how you associate with it and that's none of that's good or bad it's it's just it's just for me this this is this is more of a motion picture a um, bit of music than it is actually for tng surprisingly even though it it's it's great on tng and i love it there it's it's still Star Trek The Motion Picture, the main theme by Jerry Goldsmith.
All right, yeah, that's that's a that's a great bit of music. Jerry Goldsmith been used so many times now in TNG and excuse me, obviously in the in motion picture and yeah, you know the more and I, and I watched when they came out with the the 4K director's cut of of the motion picture. I watched again. It, I've heard people say this before, and I kind of agree with them as time has gone on more and more. The motion picture is 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 probably the, maybe the most Star Trek movie, the most Star Trek-y Star Trek movie of, of them all. I mean, it's really got a lot of sense of wonder uh, and, and and just, you know, the, the sci-fi element there, there there's just it, – it's – it's different, and I and I kind of wish we would, we could get another Star Trek movie kind of like that. Um, you know, I've 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 accused like the Discovery folks every season of being everything's the galaxy's ending, and yeah, that was a pretty big threat. V'ger was a pretty big threat, but not not it 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 wasn't like going solar systems to solar system wiping you know the galaxy out like that last season of Discovery. You know where planets were just being wiped out or whatever but um but anyway yeah i love the music it, it, it's like again i'll probably use this word a million times in the here's the word for word of the day or the word of the podcast is iconic it just fits so well and now with that said i'm going to take a short break myself and sit back and listen to Vartox. I'm going to slip it in here in the middle. I was going to put it later but i think we'll put it in now it gives me a chance to rest my voice for a few minutes and uh, this is uh, Vartox uh, music from the Boba Fett TV show, and I'll be back after this, and we'll do a few more themes from movies that I'll uh, I'll play for you. So take it away, Vartok. Hello, everyone. This is Vartok with another Trex in Sci-Fi music moment. One soundtrack and a few words. For today's moment, I'm going to talk about a track titled Stranger from the Disney Plus streaming series Star Wars The Book of Boba Fett. The series was released on December 29, 2021, and ran for seven episodes until February 9, 2022. Yep, it's been over a year since that last episode, and Disney has been unforthcoming on the scheduling for season two. Well, let's not let that hold us back from talking about and enjoying Season 1. Credit for Season 1 goes primarily to John Favreau, the creator and one of the five credited executive producers of The Book of Boba Fett. This action-adventure space western is part of the Star Wars franchise and a spin-off from The Mandalorian series, taking place in the same time frame as that series and its other interconnected spin-offs after the events of the 1983 film Return of the Jedi. The book of Boba Fett follows bounty hunter Boba Fett as he establishes himself as the new crime lord of Jabba the Hutt's former territory on the planet Tatooine. Actor Tamora Morrison, or Tim, stars as Boba Fett, the title character. Also starring is Ming Nawen, who plays the part of Fennec Shand an elite mercenary and assassin, who takes on a role in Boba's service. Also starring is Pedro Pascal as Din Djarin, the Mandalorian bounty hunter whom Fett and Shan previously assisted in his quest. Tim Morrison is a 62-year-old New Zealand actor and singer 
who first gained critical acclaim for his starring role as Jake the Muss Peak in the 1994 film Once Were Warriors and its 1999 sequel What Becomes of the Brokenhearted. Outside of New Zealand, we may know Morrison for his work in the Star Wars multimedia franchise, playing the roles of Jango Fett as well as his many genetic clones, including the clone troopers and Jango's clone son, Boba. He originated the role of Jango in the 2002 film Attack of the Clones. Morrison would go on to provide the voice of Boba Fett in the 2004 re-release of The Empire Strikes Back, and then portray Boba fully in the second season of The Mandalorian, and a spin-off show, The Book of Boba Fett, the subject of this music moment. The main theme for The Book of Boba Fett was written by composer Ludwig Göransson, whom I spoke about in a music moment on The Mandalorian, in Treks and Sci-Fi podcast episode number 772. Other than the main theme, the rest of the music was composed by Joseph Shirley, spelled S-H-I-R-E-L-E-Y. Who is Joe Shirley? He's not even listed in Wikipedia, and is darn near invisible on the web. I did find that before working in Hollywood, Shirley studied music composition at Loyola University in Chicago. He spent his time in college scoring student films and commercials. After graduating from Loyola in 2010, Shirley moved to Los Angeles and joined the University of Southern California's Screen Scoring Graduate Program, a competitive year-long program which only accepts 20 students at a time. Shirley said his time in the program helped him a lot with his career. After completing the USC program, Shirley met Ludwig Göransson, who was looking to hire an assistant. Shirley applied for the position and was accepted right away. Well, the IMDb shows that Joe has been active since 2011, primarily in roles such as composer of additional music, score programmer, score assistant, vocalist, orchestrator, and only just recently as a conductor. He is credited with composing the third season of The Mandalorian, and as composer for the boxing film Creed III, currently in theaters. So his time as a go-to primary composer has yet to arrive but he may be very close to reaching that goal in the next year or two. Music for Star Wars The Book of Boba Fett can be downloaded at iTunes, or is it Apple Music now? You can purchase just the single main theme by Ludwig Göransson, or purchase Volume 1 with Chapters 1-4 to tracks, or Volume 2 with Chapters 5-7 to tracks, with music nearly all by Joe Shirley. Joe was asked, in a January 2022 interview on YouTube, how they wanted to give the Book of Boba Fett its own unique sound, but not too different from The Mandalorian, since it takes place on the same planet and in the same time frame. Here's a short clip on his response. We should use a lot of vocals. Um, We should give this sort of a tribal, sort of primal, muscular sort of sound for this guy. He's so stoic and confident and strong. It's almost a legendary character. There's mythical, if you will, like aspect to him. The vocals seem to really work with that sort of tribal and primal nature, you know? And so we really just doubled down on that. So, I mean, in almost in every single cue, and obviously in the main theme, there's just tons of vocals in it. We, we recorded nine baritone singers on, on, you know, almost every cue in this, in this <laughs> whole score. It was, it was That's just cool. so fun. Yeah. I mean, these, these, nine amazing singers here in LA. We got them together, I don't know, five or six times and just like, they were amazing. There's like very special choir moments that we featured them more on. And then even just in the cues where it's maybe just 
more action or tension, suspense cues. They're still just like adding shouts and chants and, and things like that. Just trying to give it its own signature sound, you know? So, I mean, we wanted to find a couple elements that can sort of uh, be different to the Mandalorian sound, but at the same time, we, we didn't, you know, we didn't want to go so far off because we are the same time period and we're on the same planet that, that Mando has obviously been popping around in, you know? So, for today's music moment, I've chosen Shirley's track number two titled Stranger from the Volume 1 album. It includes the baritone voices Joe talked about, shouts, vocalizations, a variation of the main theme, and brass. I hope you enjoy it as much as I do. Boba Fett is unusual for a franchise action series in that it stars a 62-year-old Tim Morrison and a 59-year-old Ming Na Wen. Director Robert Rodriguez says, You never feel like they're an older cast. They're so youthful and energized. Tim and I work out together. He really is Boba Fett. As for Wen, I would design whole sequences just to end on her and the look she would give Boba because she's so badass. Tim knows this is his moment. 
and she knows this is her moment. And when you get actors like that, they go for it, and it's palpable. Well, I hope you enjoyed this music and sci-fi music moment. And now back to you, Rico. Hmm. And of course, I can't end this music moment without playing the Book of Boba Fett theme song by Ludwig Göransson, right? Thanks a lot, Vartok, for that. Really appreciated it. Uh, Yeah, I I like the Boba Fett TV show. I know some people were kind of mixed on it, and it was like, oh, it was, you know, the the, you know, it was just, it's just the the greatest thing about about Star Wars being able to put some Star Wars on TV, and we're gonna get you know the Ahsoka series later this year. I think is gonna be it'll be out. there's that what's that other other one called acolyte that uh, with Jude Law in it I think is called but the what what I was going to say is that the nice thing is they can try all this kind of more slightly more obscure different little things 
We don't have to have everything riding on a movie every couple of years. Um, you know, there's a lot of talk these days with Disney. You know, Disney owns Star Wars, uh, and and they've um, they've been they they keep kind of like saying uh, as far as Star Wars films that um, they're kind of a little bit on a hiatus. They had a lot of things scheduled. Patty Jenkins was supposed to do that Rogue Squadron movie, right? Which I guess that's gone now. Um, and I think that was supposed to be the next one, the next uh, official Star Wars movie. Well, we've got in a few weeks in April, I think it's in April, right? Early April-ish. Um, anyway, they're, they're gonna be, there's going to be a Star Wars celebration in London that I've been kind of following a little bit on this Facebook group. But the point is, my question or my thinking and a hope, maybe we'll get some new announcements. Maybe they'll have, maybe they'll say, hey, we're going to start a new trilogy. It's going to be this. That would be cool, right? I would love a new trilogy. Let's, let's, I feel like, do I think we'll ever see another follow-up to, to the Ray, you know, Ray movies and all, or the, or the, the, the sequel movies? I actually think we will. I actually think those characters will be back at some point in time. But I don't think we're ready for that quite right now. I think let let some more nostalgia set in, and then let's bring them back in maybe another ten years or something, possibly. But like for the kids who saw those movies, for them to take their kids, Star Wars is kind of a generational thing, you know. When you think about it, like like I grew up on the original films. I took my kids to see the 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 prequel movies, right? And and then you know twenty or so years later we got the, the sequel movies, little too young of you know still for them to be taking their kids, but but they you know if we if we wait about five or ten more years then there'd be we'd be I think we'd be ripe for another follow up to the Skywalker saga let's call it, um, but the um, what was I going to say what was I getting to with all that. But oh, I, basically, I was hoping we would just get a trilogy that would be a movie trilogy in a completely, let's move further way out ahead or something. Maybe maybe way post New Republic or something like that. You know, the the Mandalorian is about five years post Return of the Jedi. Let, let's let's move move further or something. You know, past even 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 the sequel movies, which were even further. You know, those were like what supposed to be like twenty or twenty five years. But, you know, just remove all – so so there's no reference to any of the, uh, oh, you know, characters. And they could just kind of create a whole new something. Um, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Maybe they will make an announcement. Maybe they won't. Maybe the, the maybe the best plan really would be to just do another kind of standalone movie um, with, with first Star Wars rather than to start a whole new trilogy thing. Who knows? Who knows? Um, but, again, thanks for our talk. Appreciate that. And uh, let's go back to some – I'll play a few more – Musical themes. I did the TNG one or the motion picture one, TMP versus T TNG. Um, but I think it's it's only fitting. We, we need to play um, the one from Wrath of Khan, uh, the James Horner music. First, I love James Horner. Um, you know, Krull. I mean, <laughs> you know, I love that movie. I have two glaives here. I've got one that I've got to finish, uh, a full metal one that I got recently from the replica prop, prop form that I've got to do some finishing on myself. Um, but it's a cast metal one. It's super heavy. But anyway, I love crawl. And of course I love wrath of Khan. I mean, it's, it's probably the, you know, the best star Trek movie ever and probably always will be for many reasons. But one of them being the music, the music is fantastic. And I was very happy actually 
I can still vaguely remember, you know, when the movie came out, and and I'm I'm glad that they, I'm glad that Star Trek has, and I would, I they they've they've varied the music, they varied the music quite a bit throughout the films. You know, they didn't just stick with very similar music, and I think that was a good a good idea. I mean, there are some overlaps and there are some themes and stuff, but. Um, I do like the fact that they created kind of a different, different musical, uh, whatever you want to call it. You know, it's different from movie to movie. And certainly James Horner, this is a much more adventurous, uh, much more um, nautical kind of feel to this music. Um, it's very, to me, it's very inspiring and uplifting kind of music, but I, I, I love it. Um, probably not quite as much as I love TMP, but I mean, they're both really up there. I, I mean, if I had a, you know, if I said, if they said you could only have 10 soundtracks, this would be one of them. The motion picture would be one, Superman, Raiders, you know, th this would definitely be one of them. So anyway, here is the main theme to, to uh, Star Trek, uh, the Wrath of Khan main theme. This is four and a half minutes, so I'll probably cut this one about halfway, um, but it'll give you enough of it. You guys all know what this sounds like anyway, right? So here we go.
Yeah, so James Horner's theme to uh, the main theme, I guess, for Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, is just, again, great music, fits the movie so well. Such a great movie, such a great uh, bit of music. And I I can remember, I can still remember when the movie came out and, and loving that music and playing it so much and buying the record. Yeah, a record. I still have two, by the way. All right. Now, come on. There's no way I could do this show, this podcast today, and not play the what I'm going to play for you next. I mean, I don't know if it's the top of the pile. <laughs> I haven't really been going in any particular order. I don't like – I've said it before. I don't really like I, – I certainly have favorites. I certainly have things that I like more than others. Everybody has that, right? But I don't like to have to rank them. I don't like to say, oh, this is the number one. This is the number two. This is the number three. Uh, you know, people will say, hey, rank the Star Trek shows in, in, you know, I basically, TOS is number one. Everything else is, 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 is up there is number two or something like that. I don't like to have to split hairs and, and that kind of thing. But this is certainly very near the top. Um, movie from 1977 that started it all. Yes, the main theme to Star Wars. Here we go. Did I say, I kind of slurred Star Wars. I guess apparently I I can't speak all of a sudden. Star Wars, the main theme by John Williams.
Yes, every time I hear the Star Wars main theme, it takes me back to, you know, 1977, seeing that movie for the first time, all the anticipation leading up to it, watching that movie in the theater so many times that year it came out. Just, it's, it's, it's again, iconic, it's perfect, it fits, uh, it, it's such a swashbuckling adventure, I think, you know, there are, there are people out there who will, um, who will say, and I, there are times and days and things where I sometimes sort of, I, I, I try very hard to be like, you know, somebody who's like, oh yeah, I understand your perspective or who will say, you know, we wish we just kept the first three Star Wars movies kind of on the shelf, pure, never did any sequel movies or prequel movies or TV shows. Uh, and, and I get that perspective. It's kind of, I, I think not to not to you know be on the negative or whatever, but I think one of the one of the big hard things with the sequel films was just these heroes that had done all that they had done in the first in those in those three movies. It became like it almost taught, was tossed away. It almost seemed like it didn't matter what they did and sacrificed, and you wanted them to all live happily ever after, and it didn't seem like it went that way, right? That's a hard. That's a hard thing to take. Truthfully, <laughs> it was like, ah, oh, okay, because we never even got to see any of any of the good times that they must have had, right? I, I mean, I'm not for. Um, I have mixed feelings about being able to do all this de aging and and stuff they can do, but I'd be kind of down for a series that was like, let's cast some new actors, <laughs> and and show you know Luke, Leia, and Han. You know, maybe four or five years post, post uh, Return of the Jedi, and 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 what the New Republic and what they're dealing with, and some of that a little, and maybe, uh, nah, you, you never know. Maybe we'll get that sometime. All right, uh, enough of that blather. But uh, you know, Star Wars, the music, John Williams again. All right, well, let's play one more. I think that's about all I want to do. I, I could play a a bunch more. I have a ton of soundtracks. I have dozens and dozens of movie soundtracks on cd uh and yeah cds uh and records too uh not quite as many records probably more cds but anyway um so there's a, a ton of movie music I'm, I'm obviously not hitting on these were some of the big biggies and big highlights but this one you know i feel like you kind of almost have to play it when you talk about movie music and iconic music because it's <laughs> They've had a ton of movies in this series. This music still gets used to this day. Uh, and and the minute you hear it, you know what it is. So listen to this. Excuse me. Sorry. And I'll come back and wrap up the show.
All right, there you go. The theme to James Bond, you know, I mean, come on. Who who hasn't played that in their car and wanted to be like, you know, push a button to, to put an oil slick down behind them for somebody tailgating you? Come on, admit it. You all have. So anyway, that particular version was from Casino Royale soundtrack. Uh, and there seems to be some debate out there. I'm, I'm waiting for meds or some of my uh, UK friends about who officially composed the original, original James Bond theme. I always thought it was John Barry, but there was this guy on this on this YouTube. They're they're mentioning this guy named Monty Norman. Um, so I I don't know what to believe. It, it, you know, it who knows? But whoever did it, it's amazing. It, it's still used in the Bond movies, and and I and I do love all you know. I do love the Bond films. They're they're fantastic, and and the music, you know. It's the the minute that music kicks in in any Bond movie, it, you know it's going to get good. So uh, anyway, all right, I think that's enough. I, I could go on and do this, as as Cap would say, uh, Captain America would say, I could do this all day. Uh, I could play music like this. It's just yeah, it's it's I love it. Anyway, all right, I hope you guys enjoyed the show. And again, th- thanks for our talk for his musical uh, Boba Fett uh, selection contribution. Very much appreciate that, and I'll be back. Like I said, no no show next week, but in two weeks I'll be back with something. We'll figure it out. That'll be show 899. Woo! Probably, man, maybe I'll do another uh, Trek commentary show. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. But uh, until then, take it easy and uh, stay safe and stay healthy and enjoy your week, your weeks ahead, and I'll, I'll talk to you again in a couple of weeks. Bye, all. This has been a Rick Dusty Podcast production.